I'll look into that. All right, you guys ready? Um, so, okay, I'm gonna go three, two, one, go. So, three, two, one, go. go. All right. Also, I gotta get you. We gotta get you a softer keyboard, man. Holy crap! You're so. What? Well, could you hear my typing? Oh yeah, dude, it's like clicking. Click, click. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was teasing. I'm Leo. And I'm Matthew. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, you can call me Matt. Matt's Justin, you sound weird. <laughs> yeah, Justin sounds weird today. Uh, no, Ma- uh, Matt is uh, coming in to talk about uh, Tales of Vesperia, um, which is our main topic today. Now, Matt, you are somewhat of a JRPG or uh, just RPG rpg in general enthusiast is that is that correct yeah i just enjoy jrpg a lot it's one of the good rpgs that i found myself interested in a lot especially the um older classic jrpgs i haven't yeah. really gone back further beyond ps1 but i just there's something about it that um, i enjoy especially when there's translation from japanese to english sometimes there's some weird translation or there's certain corkiness or cringiness in it that I just, there's something about it just feels good in my soul. You embrace the cringy <laughs> translation issues? Yes. That's yes. awesome. Oh, I, I, yeah, love, I, I love I love terrible translations. <laughs> yeah. And and by the way, Matt, you were absolutely correct to not go beyond PS1. Don't, don't look any further than PS1. There's no good JRPGs. Just, there isn't. <laughs> there just right. isn't. <laughs> alright, alright. It's kind of a classic genre, I guess. It's kind of stuck in time, yeah. you know. In a it really is, the, like the classic, the classic like turn-based JRPG. Outside of maybe Dragon Quest, I think is like completely dead. Like yeah. nobody makes games. Nobody makes games like that anymore. Oh. Outside of maybe Dragon Quest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Like, is anyone else like okay and. Obviously, there's a lot of like indie developers uh, that still make games like like you know like uh, uh, Undertale uh, or you know other RPGs like that. But I'm talking about like uh, like big studio games. Like yeah. nobody's making. No, that's true. W- that's yeah. True. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big studio. They don't ever have the support of the big AAA publishers these days. Yeah, right. I can see them um, ch- changing up a bit. So adding in uh, tactical um, gameplay with the. With the turn base, for example, Valkyria Chronicles, it has its mm-hmm. turn base, but it gives you a little tactical in there. But other mm-hmm. than that, um, the old school just standing there and taking your turn. That time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So specifically, we're talking about Tales of Asperia, though, and I have a lot of questions. And as the resident JRPG and I would say Tales specifically expert, mm-hmm. Matt. I feel like you can answer a lot of these questions for me. I'll I'll try my best. Uh, I I don't know if I'll say expert because uh I've never I've only I played less than half of the Tales games out there. Oh, less than <laughs> half is way more than wow than most oh. people. <laughs> I thought you were an expert. Less than half. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Also, also, I I I realized that um 
uh, Bravely Default and uh, um, like uh, uh, Octopath Traveler. Th- those are those are exactly what I was describing. Uh, like, oh yeah, big like budget, smaller... big budget turn-based RPG. I just now remembered that those exist. Yeah, but those anyway. weren't. But those weren't big. I was thinking of those too. But to me, those weren't big budget things, right? Okay. I mean, they were... fair enough. I guess not when you compare them to like what they were back in like the '90s when these games came out. Like, true. I don't know. True. I was just trying to play devil's advocate for whoever's listening to us and like screaming into the void that like, what about Bravely Default? Yeah. <laughs> well, and we we uh, did a review of uh, Octopath Traveler, so you can yeah. refer to that. Yeah. Eh, you can probably skip that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so Matt. Yeah. Right. Yes. So Tales of Vesperia. Um, overall, I thought it was a very good game. Um, there's a lot of things I liked about it, but there's one thing I'm just kind of curious about. Is there any continuity between the various Tales games? Like Final Fantasy, you know, each game is sort of its own thing, but there are some references to like items or summons that all kind of have like the same name, magic uh, you know, usually have the same name like Fire, Fyra, Fyraga, or whatever. Is there is Tales kind of similar or no? Yeah, Tales is exactly like the um, the items. For example, gel, gel is their potions and your elixirs and um, gotcha ether. So it's it's pretty much like Final Fantasy. There are some games that are continue continuity, but those are specific to the that tales name so tales of zelia and zelia 2 are stories together but uh, usually very little crossovers there are some games that have tales crossovers but standalone games they they are well same with final fantasy right there's like a handful that are technically sequels but for the most part there's no connection between them all i guess i guess from in a nutshell how would you explain Tales of Vesperia to someone who's never played before, like, like a like a one paragraph summary. Um, most of the games seem to have uh, so. Final Fantasy has their own formula, and Tales, I find that Tales formula is, you, play the protagonist, that uh, starts out in a very small, city town village whatever and you end up pretty much going to save the world and you come across a wide variety of characters color characters where they're all very different uh play style very different there are games where you can actually play multiplayer with other people during battle and combat Um, i would say the fun part about it is the combat system Mm. but other than that story-wise it's that's the formula that they have. You you start out small, come across characters, you you try to resolve an issue, and slowly you just em- go out and you find that somehow your small issue is a small small part of, of this a, a white conspiracy, yeah, grand conspiracy that yeah. you end up just saving the world. I guess I would Classic agree with that hero's journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that synopsis, but. Having never played a Tales game prior to this, I think one time you lent me <laughs> Tales of Symphonia uh, for GameCube, right? I think. 
mm-hmm. and uh, I think I, I don't think I played any of it and then returned it. <laughs> uh, and so I'd never played a Tales game before, and I put this game on, and it was like, I was just, I felt like when you're watching a movie and there's a lot of things referenced in the movie and you as a as a watcher kind of have to assume that they're going to explain things later on uh like what definitions of vocabulary that's being used and for a long time i just i still don't think i fully understand like what the hell blastia is and i'm (laughs) 15 hours into this game and i'm like i kind of understand what it is I'm I'm with you on mm-hmm. that one. I I, I want to hear from the expert uh, if 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 Blastia actually makes sense or if that's just a nonsense catch-all word for magic. Um, I think Blastia specifically is for this game. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if that was if it was something that was like across all the games or not. Yeah, I don't remember too much about um about this word being used in every Tales game. It might be used maybe one or two others, but I can tell you it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where it's uh, it's used in the Tales game that got me uh, liking Tales game, which was Tales of Eternia or Eternia. Destiny 2. It depends on it depends on which version you're talking about, but it's the it's the PS1 US version of it. Gotcha. Um, but of all the, you know, less than half Tales games we played, <laughs> never heard of Blastia reference in those. I that can't confused. So, so James, you, you, you know what I'm talking about then, right? Like I like I was kind of yeah. confused the different things they're referring uh, to as Blastia. Yeah, just just in in the game world, uh, they just start throwing Blastia around yeah. a lot uh, because they use like in combat, every character has a, a Blastia that they use to fight. So like the main character has a um, a sword Blastia, I guess. But then thematically, oh, he, he has uses, the bracelet, right? Or he has the bracelet, bracelet I guess. Yeah. yeah, and then Estelle has uh, like healing Blastia, I guess. But then there's also, like, barrier Blastia that protect the town. So then, is that, like, some combination of magic and machinery, I guess? Yeah, there's, like, technology, too. There's, like, a random Blastia generator thing or something. Mm -hmm. I I guess. Yeah, that's all all in the game's technology or whatever ancient um, technology that might have been left behind for the current... Um, generations. I guess it was just I, I put it. I put the onus on the game to do a good job, like bringing on someone. And again, I understand if like you want to throw in, like throw out some vocabulary as like a hook. Like we're gonna explain to you what this is soon, but just you know, just go with it for now. But they, like you mm-hmm. know, ten hours later, and I'm and it's like I still haven't had a clear definition. Really, I'm just learning from context and. Yeah, um, that was just kind of one of my small things. Like as I played the game, I was like, you know, it, it really. It's like part of that too might just be translation stuff. Like I don't know. I, other than that, um, yeah, I I I I, w- I am enjoying my playthrough. I am probably nowhere near uh, done. Uh, almost fifteen hours into this game, but yeah, I'll I'll say I'll say the thing about. Uh not just tales but i think a lot jrpg which i i probably am not as curious or as questioning as uh, you've brought up is that i just i just take it and accept it and go all right this is this 
and let's go on with it. Maybe later on I'll learn about it. If not, I just accept it as fact. So I don't I don't really question some of those things. I don't do much research into trying to find out what that is. So I, I think with that, that's probably why I enjoy a lot more JRPGs because I don't, regardless of whether it's confusing term or not, I just go, all right, that's what it is. Let's just go with that. Just roll with it, yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like the first time I played uh, Final Fantasy VII and Materia, I was like, what is, what is this? And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I use this in a weapon? And um, they, they did a good job in explaining it, but like most of when I first played through, I actually didn't play and read um, any of the tip. So I just skipped all that, never read anything. And oh, really? Yeah, I, I I did not I did not play I did not have materials in my weapons for the longest time. So oh wow, it's become one of those things where I just I'll read I'll read every I'll read everything and try to try to go okay this is what I need to do and figure it out and just accept it rather than I don't know what this is I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that I think that's a good comparison because uh, yeah. Materia and Blastia are just kind of the same thing. Like eh, it's some magic nonsense that makes people fight good don't worry about it uh, <laughs> well no but i mean um, I, I i can do that like i can play a game and they're just like oh yeah yeah you have a blast equipped so you can do this like i'm cool with that uh but then it was just like the random cutscenes were like oh don't hurt that blast yeah and i was like wait what <laughs> i was just confused i was like what are you talking about though like you know and then i realized yeah. oh you're talking about this like you know this you know piece of machinery or something or and then then one character starts like she be, she's like talking about math and Blastia, and I was just like, "What? Oh, you're talking about Rita? Yeah, the, that annoying character, the mage, magic genius." Yeah, I made it. Uh, I think maybe twenty twenty five hours into the game. I I don't know how long this game is or how far of the way through <laughs> I am. Well, actually, Matt, you know how far I am through the game. How, how am I like halfway? A little more than halfway, or what? You're you're about halfway. I'm a little past halfway. The game's about um, on average forty one to forty five hours. Okay, yeah, um, and you've right. you've finished this game though previously, right? You. No, this I actually just have your... not finished it. That's why I'm replaying it. But oh, I've, oh, I've, oh, yeah, I've gone think... pretty far, but I wasn't gonna touch about like the ending or any story anyway. I don't think like, I don't think any anyone's actually finished this game in, in history <laughs> ever in the history of playing this <laughs> no, game. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's so it's hard to t- talk about what the story is of this game because. For the first half of the game, it's all kind of non sequiturs. Um, yeah. like, like episodes. There's a like loose. Episodes. Yeah, there's you know there's like it's each each little story segment is like a little vignette with like you know one character Ooh, and one problem. Yeah, I was I was busting out the big vocabulary words. Yeah, uh, with like oh my god, did I just you guys can still hear me right? Yes, I just knocked my mic off the table. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, you guys can hear me right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, You guys could hear me, but I couldn't hear you. Uh, Okay. I think I think we're good now. Um, We're fine. Uh, Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome back to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. Uh, No. Um, (laughs) uh, What was I saying? Um, Something about vignettes. Story about about story. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's just um, little vignettes of, you know, this character and one problem and how they um, tackle this one problem or whatever. But, like, so far, everything has kind of been a non-sequitur. The only, like, returning... There's a couple of, like, returning villains that keep showing up. Like, the Zagi guy keeps showing up. There's yeah. a guy who, who is riding a dragon who keeps showing up. And I'm sure that's one of the main villains that gets introduced later or something. I don't know. But <laughs> so far... I'm not going to so spoil anything. Okay, okay. I was going to say, so far the story's been a non-sequitur. So it's really hard to talk about the story because... I mean, it's just like lots of little vignettes. Um, the the thing I do want to touch on, though, are the characters. Um, yes. I found it hard because this game is really expecting you to be invested in these characters. There is a lot of cutscenes and dialogue yes. and back and forth <laughs> with the characters. And if you are like me and... Like, I just bounced off of all of these characters. Like, I don't give a crap about Yuri. I don't care about Estelle. I don't, like, I, I just, none of these characters do anything for me. So it was hard to get invested in what was happening to any of these people. Did you guys have a similar experience? Or just me? Uh, I'll let Leo answer that first. Yeah, um, well, first to your point about the story, I I, I do agree that it's it seems like a whole lot of build-up. Um, and I'm... Mm-hmm. I guess during that time they're they're trying to develop the characters a little bit to gain mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. interest from the player. Um, but I found them, yeah, sometimes to be a little, a little like when you call it non sequitur or like brought up the the, um, <laughs> the like the dragon rider cracks me up every time he shows up because it's just <laughs> like out of nowhere. Oh, dragon rider, and everyone's like, ah, oh, there he is again. Huh, we'll see you next time, dragon rider. It's just kind of <laughs> silly to me. But it kind of reminds me of an anime, and the game is very much, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has a very anime feel, the animations mm-hmm. and the art style. And in, in a, you know, in an anime series, you tend to have like a bunch of episodes that are almost siloed in their importance over this overall kind of story and there might be like one small nugget that like you know oh there's a there's a plot brewing that you'll learn about later um and typically anime you know for some traditional western viewers they go on they tend to go on for a little too long or something like you know like the whole series is you know you have to get through all of it to really appreciate it and i think this game is kind of in the same light it's like the first 30 hours is you know not a whole lot of movement in the story but but like i i don't know they did it in a cool way i guess like the characters are boring but i like how they (laughs) go out of their way to to show you the conversations between the characters Mm -hmm. you know with the little um they have little interactions where you hit the little button and you just see them talk about Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. going on (laughs) you know Mm mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, funny you say. Funny you mentioned anime because they actually have an anime of Tales of Vesperia. Okay. okay I have actually seen that anime. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my whole thing with this game is, if I could, I like the game. Right. Like I'm not saying the game is bad, but given the amount of time I want to invest in games and stuff like that, just how for me, I would just watch an anime version of this game a hundred percent. Like, you just put this game into an anime for me, I'll invest more into just watching it than playing it. Okay. Well, the anime the anime is a prequel, right, Matt? 
Yeah, it's a prequel. Oh, okay. Um, it oh. talks about Yuri in, um, in the army, in the knights, and him going through that. But uh, back to the game, though. Tales games tend to be like that. So if you're not really invested in the characters to begin with, it's kind of tough. You have to find a game where you actually can get invested into the character. Uh, what I enjoy about this game, which I thought was very unique back when I played the PS1 version, was that the the interaction, the cutscenes where you hear them back and forth and just the little quips that they have with mm -hmm. each other. That's what really like tied me to the game. So Tales have become a for me a mainstay JRPG and I go to this game to look for that. So that's my personal uh, reason to play this game is I enjoy the characters, I enjoy their quips back and forth, I enjoy them making fun of each other. Um, it's it's the little enjoyment I get in game that like other serious games don't have. So to me that's something that uh, I look for. And then going to the story, first half of the story it's all about just Yuri trying to get his aqua blastia back it, right. it's just that's it like you, what that's the first half of the story and then the second half it's it's it gets the big bigger part and that's how a lot of the game um seems to be on tails like i mentioned going from small to this world saving thing it's like the first half is your own personal mission of the protagonist whoever you play and then the second half is after you feel like you achieve that or you find out that there's a roadblock to your mission then it opens up well it seems like they could just shorten it significantly yeah. <laughs> probably could but i think because they want they have so many characters tales do have a lot of characters there is a lot of characters the game. so that is true. they put the first half of it is really to introduce every single character into um, into your party that you can use and second half is when um, the characters come and come and go or you can swap them out but that's really the main thing i mean i find final fantasy is almost like that too especially seven i'm not sure i'm not sure about eight because i haven't really played that much of eight um nine is also anything. the same way where i feel like you you get some of the characters a lot later and some of the characters i Nine's my favorite Final Fantasy, and I couldn't like connect with some of the characters because I felt like they came so much later that I just I was already invested in the characters beforehand. Yeah. It's the mm. same with Tails as well. There's just some characters that they come a lot later, and it's just like they're cool characters, and I want to connect better to them. But I just I don't have I, that connection. I actually well. I actually felt the opposite. Like I'm more with James, where like early on I wasn't invested in like the main character much at all uh, but when they started introducing like Flynn um, when you actually got to see what his character was all about um, I was like oh that's an interesting character to me because like he's kind of like the guy who's purely looking at like the law he's like he's lawfully good yeah, where, yeah. you know mm, where he's right. almost it's almost to a fault you know yeah um, I thought that was kind of interesting but but you know he, you don't really see him till later on and and i think it's just how the game is like i think this game is so long that to expect you not to see a character you like for the first 10 hours of the game is like it's just like 
normal, you know, because I think so. Because you know. it's the same with a lot of other Tales games. Um, yeah. um, it's the same with a lot of other JRPG games that I've played, and I think I think that's the one thing that JRPG do um, to a fault. Um, some some of the games is that there's so much, so many characters that they want to introduce, and whether or not they're in your party, that sometimes you really don't don't connect with the protagonist or the main character until. A secondary or tertiary character comes in, and you go, "Oh, this is this is my character," but it it could be too late, or you could already have stopped playing the game by then. See cross comma chrono. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that game has yeah. way too many characters. Um, speaking of the chrono games, though, I think the um, you were saying how uh, like the game is really lighthearted, and the characters joke with each other a lot. And, um, yeah, a lot of, like, the more serious, like, JRPG, you don't really get those kind of interactions. The only other game I could think of was Chrono Trigger, where it's, overall, the story kind of has a lighthearted feel. Um, I mean, there are some serious and somber parts in Chrono Trigger, and, um, and in Tales of Vesperia as well, but, like... There's a lot of just, you know, hey, we're having a good time, you know? This Goofy. is fun. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. And I think, I also feel like um, the the music in that game makes makes a big difference in the feeling of it, too. Mm-hmm. In, in Vesperia as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. Did you guys find the level design? Okay, so um, there <laughs> are, I mean, it's a JRPG, so, you know, you have... Um, you know, your world map, and then you have your towns, and then, you know, you have some encounters, but then there's also some lengthier dungeons. I found the level design in the dungeons to be, like, really weird. Like, um, there was a lot of times where I didn't know where the game wanted me to go, and, like, there was a couple times where it was just like, oh, you just turn around and walk back the way you came, and, like, that was the correct way to go, but... Like, there was no signposting or, like, any indication of where to go sometimes. I found the level design odd. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I could see that. I, I wouldn't say odd so much as, I guess, um, not obvious, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, there, was I... a, there was a there was a time, actually more recently, towards the, my, my last bit of playthrough, where I accidentally skipped... <laughs> I, I accidentally skipped um, a conversation... And the conversation was about like okay, so it takes it takes place in that area that's like an earthquake happens, and mm-hmm. like this whole city is like kind of like ruins, <clears throat> and you find a hidden door and you go down into like down a ladder, and then mm-hmm, there's like mm-hmm. a switch there or something like a generator switch or something that opens something else. Um, I skipped that conversation where they're like, hey, I guess they must have said you know try using your bracelet to activate this. So I skipped that, and then I was like, well, there's nowhere else to go. I thought there would be, like, an underground tunnel or something. And then it's like, there's nothing in this room. So I left the room, and then there's nothing else to do in the whole kind of dungeon of the, like, the, you know, the, the whole, like, area. And I eventually figured out I had to go all the way back to that room and activate the thing. But was, there was, like, no indicator, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's something you're going to find uh, – 
it, it, it was hard for me because this is the first time I played this, and this game is what, like 15 years old? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, to be fair. We're getting close to 15 years yeah. old, maybe something like that. I think, and that's something a lot of modern games do, where it's just like, you know, you you have a map or a whatever, and there's just like a giant flashing, sure. like, go here, oh, that would go be here. Useful. Like, yeah. uh, I don't, like, it is and it isn't, I think, like, I think sometimes that breaks your immersion a little bit when there's like just I don't know a thing that's telling you like here's how to progress the main story like whereas like if you're just exploring the world you can do things a lot more organically but um yeah I had the same experience where like in addition to because um the other thing I was describing was just like the level design is wacky but like also I had the same problem as you in that like sometimes like I would take a couple days break from the game and then I'd come back and I'd be like, I, uh, what was I doing? Like, what what's happening in <laughs> yeah. the story? Like, where am I supposed to go? That's, that's more was, of my problem there, yeah. And in yeah. order to find that information, it was, like, buried in a menu. There was, like, a journal, and you had to, like, go to the, like, last page of the journal and, then like, read the journal. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to go to the castle or whatever we're doing. Hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think the, I the game is very grandiose. There's It does have a sense of, like, a, you know, kind of a big wide world for for what it is and so i think it's easy to forget and at the, and remember like what you're supposed to be doing next you know mm -hmm. i i think that i think that plays into quite a few tales games so uh, a lot of the games that i played in the past i was actually playing uh, the latest tales tales of Berseria before um uh you guys invited me to talk about this and i got the tales um of Vesperia. Did I say Vesperia before? Yeah, you, you said, said Berseria, I think. Tales of Vis T All right, so the latest well, one is Tales of Berseria. Is B yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of V. So, oh, <laughs> so oh, it, it could, sounds it, exactly the same. It's just my accent. I'll, 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 um, I'll use my accent as, as an excuse. Damn it, Matt. But... <laughs> speak English, man. <laughs> I don't think it's your accent. I think the names are just dumb and sound very close. <laughs> they do it on purpose, right? Everything is uh, yeah. E uh, at the end. Uh, Vesperia, Berseria close, sounds close the same. Enough. Close enough, but um, but I I think even for this game, uh, Vesperia, um, it was back, uh, created for the Xbox three hundred and sixty originally, mm -hmm. um, and the latest Tales games. There there are some parts where the level design, the the uh, quirkiness in what you need to do or should do being hidden in the conversation or, you know, the the small text bubble right after a cutscene that you may skip because you just like press X through the cutscene. Yeah. Cutscene. Yeah, those things are are very much in this this game that we're talking about, Tales of Vesperia. There are a few times where I have skipped scenes. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And the only reason I know what to do is because I've played it before. Um, but also the level talking about the level design, um, I I think this is a really old school it's a linear level design, but they fork, they create forks that mm -hmm. are unnecessary, and they just makes it cumbersome for you. And it's just that's a great. It, it just makes it, it, yeah, it makes it seem like the level is larger or longer than it needs to be. Whereas, like, you really don't need that kind of thing. And I think that's a old, old way of level of level design for the game. But tales games are like that. There are some tales. Even Tales of Berseria that I'm that is on the PS4 that I'm playing has that where 
it's it's almost like a fake exploration hey you can explore this it's a dead end but there might be something that you could get or there might not be something that you can get it's just it's just till uh, that's the only excuse or that's the only reason i can say is tales games that i've played seems to be like that Hmm. um i'm actually curious about this james because because i know you play a lot of uh fighting games so I do. I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Yeah. Yes. What do you think about the combat in Tales of Vesperia? I liked it. I did not think I was going to like it. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, there's like animation canceling. Like, I just got interrupted out of an attack. Like, okay, there's like combos and you can chain stuff. Like, what the hell? Like, they made a fighting game yeah. into an RPG. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I really latched on to some of that stuff. I was trying to figure out, like, ooh, how do I do like max combos? Like, um, there's like juggling. And I really, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I was trying to figure out, like, um, because there's like an ability that prevents staggering, and I was like, oh, that's like super, like, my fighting game knowledge is telling me that that's very good <laughs> to not get staggered or whatever. Um, so I was, you know, I, I really enjoyed messing around with the abilities, um, because you have like it, uh, this touch point means nothing if if you guys haven't played Final Fantasy IX, but um, the comparison I was going to make are uh, is is that abilities are tied to weapons. Yeah. So um, uh, you might find a new weapon that might have worse statistics, but it has an ability that you don't have yet. And it might be, you know, it could be an ability that's really useful in battle, so you might equip that weapon and use that weapon enough to for your character to gain the experience to learn the ability just for the ability. Um, and I really enjoyed, like, that. Like, experimenting with the different abilities and party synergies and, like, all that nonsense. That is pretty much what was carrying me through the rest of the game. Like, The fact that you said that is interesting because I found myself spending extra, like, superfluous amounts of hours just fighting things. Like, just... Yeah. Because, like... It's, it's just, fun. It's fun. Wasting hours just just fighting random shit. Yeah, yeah the battle system's good. good. The battle system's yeah. very good. Um, although, although I will say it is very annoying when you fight a boss. Bosses are very different from your typical like monsters, and it just yes. felt like the difficulty just skyrocketed. And I could like that stupid Zagi guy. Oh my god! Yeah. I had to fight him like three times every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Two things on that. First. Um, bosses, especially like the thing I didn't like about the battle system is it. There are certain times where it just kind of devolves into chaos because like you have three other party members that are on your screen in addition to the character you're controlling, and then there's like you know a certain number of other enemies. There could be you know four or five enemies, and everyone's doing something at the same time, or maybe you're all clustered around one giant boss, and everyone's just doing abilities all at once. Later, in the middle, or okay, in the middle of the game, a lot of my fights just kind of devolved into chaos, because, like, everyone was just using abilities all at once, and it kind of became hard to read, and I was like, I I don't even know what's going on right now. Like, everyone's just (laughs) doing crazy shit. Yeah. Um... Uh, like, that would be my only complaint about the battle system. The other thing, um, that you mentioned, uh, God, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Um... The boss, boss fights? Oh, oh, yes, boss fights being hard. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I found there was one there was one boss fight later in the game that is optional, and the game's like, hey, maybe you should run away from like the game clearly is tutorializing the escape system because the game's like, hey, uh, maybe the best thing to do is to run from this combat, and then it puts you in combat against this boss. And me being a masochist, I was like, nah, ah, 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 I'm gonna beat this boss. And I died to the boss, of course. Um, but then I realized that there was like no checkpoints or anything, so I like yes. I lost like an I lost an hour of progress. I was just uh, like, oh fuck that! Dude, the like, save oh, system no. is, is brutal in this game. Like, oh, totally. I can't brutal. tell yeah, you old, old school and brutal. Yes, there are so many times where I walked into a room and I was like, shit! I knew I should have backtracked to the most recent save point. You know, yeah. and it was like a good ways back, but I just had a feeling that a boss fight was coming up next. And then, like, once you're in that boss fight, like, you better not die because otherwise you're losing yeah. your last half hour of progress. Yeah, that yeah, you know. above anything, that above anything else, made me miss like modern game design because like modern game design is like you died to the boss, okay, try again. Like this game is like you died to the boss, all right, go back an hour, and you're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no. it was brutal. It yeah. was brutal. Yeah, that's, yeah, very that's, unforgiving. That's just how games used to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, the The battle system is definitely the one thing that um, I will say that I uh, I enjoyed from the very get go. Um, as yeah. far as JRPG goes, even in PS One, it had this kind of game system, um, battle system where it's it's two D sprites, but you're you're free free running back and forth, attacking, and then you can run away from the enemy. So it wasn't it wasn't a static like Final Fantasy seven or nine kind of battle and that was back even back in the PS one games. So that was the one thing that it was very different from all other games. Um for the battle though, I do have a question for you guys. Did the do, do you guys play it on manual, semi auto or auto as far as the battle controls go? Uh... Or do you know did you know you could change that? Yeah, the only difference I found was... Okay, so I was playing on semi-auto, and the only difference between semi-auto and manual is um, I think if you just mash the attack button and you're not in range of an enemy, the game will start walking your character near an enemy, near, close to the nearest enemy, and then start attacking, right? I think that's the only difference between semi-auto and manual. Am I wrong on that? Um, yeah, no, you're right. It Well, it... It takes you to the enemy that you have targeted, so you can target, change yeah. target. Right. Yeah, but right. it's not the right. closest. But yeah, that's, that's the that's only what difference. How how did you play the game, Matt? I've I've always played it on um, semi auto. Um, I've tried manual before, and I I played manual a lot of times. But I just I didn't like. I I enjoyed the auto pathing. There's something about the auto pathing that's just like less mm -hmm. worried for me because. Mm -hmm. I have to use my arrow, uh, arrow keys for my abilities anyway. So leave leave that alone. Let me choose the ability that I want to mash in, and then um, mm -hmm. r run for me, and and that works the best for me. I've always played tales like that. I always go back to manual and try it in case they were different, but they've never changed the system, and I I just like how it works so i didn't really change it i will say though that i often held the z did the z trigger yeah yeah, yeah free walk yeah. free run yeah. yes yes you'll you'll need that especially like bosses or when there's a lot of people you want yeah. to attack that's the you want to run around and attack what's outside rather than 
just yeah, meshing because if you the get stuck in, if you get stuck in the middle of a bunch of dudes like you're never getting out of like you're just gonna be stuck and they're just you know hitting you like alternating and like and you die yeah. yep yep yeah i mean yeah i mean i enjoyed it though that like i think that's part of the re- like you said james that just that combat system itself like i i just sat there mashing b and hearing azure azure like you know 50 million times um for hours i just said i just you know i'm i'm all about that kind of free fighting you know like i really like like kingdom hearts it kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of kingdom hearts you know um yeah I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of combat um so yeah you know the combat system's really fun i want <laughs> i want that combat system but with a cast of characters i care about and a story that uh i don't know well, there you go I care that's about. final <laughs> fantasy 7 remake right there uh, I hope. I really <laughs> hope so. Uh, All right. Well, should we uh, self-endorse the podcast? Uh, I've heard Matt that this is your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've mentioned it. It's just it's it's so good. I I have I I sometimes enjoy the the quirkiness or the the randomness or the awkwardness. Let's, let's see the... if we can help James. <laughs> All right, this podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, you wonderful, wonderful patrons. You uh, you guys make everything happen. Uh, if you want to be one of our wonderful, wonderful patrons and help make things happen, uh, you can support this podcast at patreon.com slash goodgamescast. Actually, I don't know. Is that the real URL? I don't know. I We're just goodgamescast no on Patreon. No idea. Yes, I don't know. That, that might not correct. be a real URL. Just no, search Good Games Cast on Patreon. Patreon.com oh, oh, hey. slash Good Games Cast. Yeah, that's us. All right. Um, and then uh, our our email is goodgamescast at gmail.com. Send us, send us fan mail, please. You can be one of the three current Patreon. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> Our fan base is growing. <laughs> well, aren't we? Look, aren't you guys looking into uh, having a? Yeah, better, we are. Uh, not better, but looking to update your platform and possibly um, have have a better way of. Uh, reporting yeah, the in the hosting the hosting yeah, software hosting we use software. is. Uh, I mean, it's growing. good. It gets the it gets the job done, but yeah. it, it costs money. Uh, and um, the editing software I use is very tedious, so uh, I'm looking into other, or we are looking into other solutions to yeah. hopefully solve both of those problems. And those solutions may or may not allow our patrons to uh, submit questions, like recorded questions and stuff. Um, you know, Ooh. So I mean, you can do that anyway for becoming through... a, pat- a Patreon patron. Yeah. I mean, you can go ahead and send us recorded questions right now. Goodgamescast at gmail.com. Yes, email them. Yeah, we'll do it. And then, but if you're a Patreon, if you're a patron, we'll make it extra special somehow. Yeah. You, we, just, maybe we'll you play it. donate. Or something. <laughs> donate. It's a surprise. Donate <laughs> to our Patreon and then submit a question and find out what the surprise is. Because yeah. it's a surprise to me, too. Totally. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so uh, let's go on to our t- let's go on to our top five uh, segment. 
Um, so Matt, as you know, uh, as you hopefully know, uh, this is the segment of the podcast where we take a list of five things and put them in order. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so so our fun. topic, our topic. Well, we also like constantly change what the how how we do this because like some yeah. in the past we've done them like all personal. I think this one might be a group project, right? This has got to be a group project. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really? Our topic. I, I got. I got a whole oh. bunch of this, but maybe because I play more JRPGs, I don't know. Matt. Matt has a whole top fifty. Well, you're the resident JRPG expert. Um. Well, okay. Uh, well, let's hear some of Matt's top five as the resident JRPG <laughs> expert. And then we can construct a list off of that. I okay. Our by the way, our topic for this week is uh, top five JRPGs not made not made by Square Enix. Um, yes. Which turns out, if you do some googling, uh, there's not a lot of great RPGs that have not been made by Square <laughs> Enix. Well, I got five, but oh, okay. I also have five. I don't feel particularly strongly about any of them. I'm mostly curious what Matt has on his list, and I want to see if I have anything in, in, in coincidence with him. All right. Go ahead, Matt. What do you got? Oh, you want me to start? All right. Um, so I just start with five. From five, or you want me to name all five? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I might interject if I have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The same one. All right. Uh, well, this is this is personal... Uh, I also go. I also went and selected series rather than yeah I the game itself because I, I I find that um, some of the series I actually enjoy a lot more as the series rather than individual game within that series uh, because some of the JRPGs that I like playing I wouldn't say they're the best um, game in that series but I enjoy it because of personal reasons. Sure. Um, so actually, number five, I I have this between two, but um, I'll go ahead and so um pick Xenoblade Chronicles, um series. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, that is also my five. Yeah, <laughs> but I I'll give uh, I'll give my other one a thumbs up, which is the Disgaea series. Um, if you like. Oh, you love that series. Strategy RPG games. Yeah, you've told me about oh, that. Oh God, yeah. I totally forgot about Disgaea. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, those two. Uh, my number four is uh, the Nino Kuni series. Oh, I forgot about that too. God damn, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> ah. I can name a whole bunch from like others that I have listed, but aren't in my top five. If you want, but uh, let's just go for top uh, top five. Uh, my number three. Um, this is this is. A series that I have not finished any of the games, but I do enjoy the games as the Persona series. Yeah, see, yeah, I was I that, that was going to be list. like yeah. an honorable mention at yeah. least. Uh, I don't know what the proper right. name of the whole series is. So it's like some yeah. Japanese name, right? It's just well, Persona. You got, I mean, if you're well, if you're talking about uh, Shin Shin, Shin Tensei Megami, yeah, that Megami, one. Yeah. That's what Shin I was Megami talking about. Shin Megami Tensei, yeah. and then Persona is a spinoff. Yeah. yeah, Persona is a standalone. Oh. In the same universe, but they have their own series type of games. Um, I I enjoy Persona a little bit more as far as gameplay goes. Gotcha. Um, the other one is you you collect like Digimon and Pokemon, so if you like that better. Um, number two for me is Tales series. Mm-hmm. Nice. And my my top series, personal favorite, which number one also have a game that's coming out 
together with Tales is oh. the Yi series. The what? Oh, I've never played any of those. It's it's pre- I believe it's pronounced Yi's, but it's spelled Y S. Yeah, Y's Yi's. Yeah. Oh, I've never even heard of these. Yeah, it's a it's action based uh, combat. One's coming out for uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. There is one for one Switch already. Switch, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's one for Switch already. Huh. Um, I I played that one too. Um, it's it's probably another JRPG that will say stands out from others because of its combat. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, the story is very generic. Um, you do play the protagonist in all of them, or at least most of them. You play, you play this one character. You travel throughout, and they are all somewhat connected as far as timeline goes. But the story are standalone stories. <clears throat> gotcha. All right, I like that list. There's definitely some good ones there. I, uh, I got James, two on my yeah. list that I got. I, most of my list I had in common with Matt. Uh, Matt had some good ones. I forgot Nino Cooney and um, uh, Disgaea, but I got two on my list. I'm gonna fight for. Okay. I'm gonna fight for one of the mother games. Has to be on there. Either Earthbound or Mother Three. Uh, I I love those games. If you yeah, if you want some goofy nonsense JRPGs, that's that's. That's Earthbound is where it's at, man. I've never played Earthbound or any of the mother games, but I've heard you know great things about them. Obviously, so uh, are those those games are pre PS one era, right? right? Super Nintendo. Well, one Super Nintendo, the other one's Game Boy Advance. So I guess the Game Boy Advance was the same era as PS one. I guess. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the reason I never uh, played either. Is because of the the consoles it came out on. Yeah, the platforms. Never I have to never play. a Nintendo kid? Um I have the Switch now. Before this I had the Wii. Okay. Um, but nothing before that. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say oh, wait, Wii U. I, I, I was gonna I, say I have God the, bless you. I have the I had the three D S. I had a, There you go. Um was it Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and I jumped to three D S. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you missed out on some weird, uh, weird, wacky RPGs in Earthbound and Mother 3. Um, I like those games a lot. I love how outrageously silly they are. Uh, and also how, like, they can be also very, like, touching and heartwarming while simultaneously just being outrageously goofy. Uh, um, the one knock I do have against those games is they're incredibly grindy. So, uh, uh, buckle up for some grinding if you're going to play either of those. Gotcha. Yeah, if I get a chance, I, I, it's, I believe Earthbound was one of the games where I had it on the list of to try, but I couldn't find one that I could like get it on the system that I have. They look super goofy from what I've seen. Like they are all the enemies <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the enemies are my favorite. The enemies <laughs> are so outrageously stupid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I have a list of uh, a short list here of five that I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. What you got? What you got? What hat. you got? Um, okay, number five. I I went ahead and put Tales series just because. Yeah, okay. Um, right. Even after just playing this one, 
it might take me a year to finish it, but I actually, just like an anime, I do think I will enjoy it enough to just like play through it at a casual pace and eventually finish um, Tales of Vesperia. So yeah, I'd like to check out some of the other ones too. Number four, uh, I actually put Zeno Saga, which is a different collection of Zeno games. I never, but I think Zeno it's Saga. made by the same people. No, uh, it's Zenos. Uh, yeah, wait a minute. Did you cheat? Hang on, Zeno Saga. Zeno Saga is a PS2 game, PS2 series. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was Namco Bandai. Okay, never mind. I thought that was still Square. No, it's not Square. Get out of here. Well, it, the weird <laughs> thing is Square started Xenogears. Yes. Yeah, and then, that's yes. what it is. Oh, I made sure of Nam- Namco took over Xenosaga. And, yes. Yeah. Yes, that is accurate. But I made sure to check. Um, okay, yep. Xenosaga. Yeah, Xenosaga. I mean, it's kind of a more... Actually, a good number of... Um, well, I would say my that series and another series on my list here are like kind of more sci-fi JRPG, which um, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably the only ones I've played like that. Um, number three, I put down Legend of Lagaya. Ooh. Um, I haven't played that, that either. That I played a lot of uh, back on the PS1. And fun, funny, that, like mentioning, like this game reminded me of it because of the combat. And like how we were talking, like, the you were saying how they fit a fighting game into a JRPG, yeah. Uh, Legends of Lagaya did it first. You know they had like the combos and like different directional inputs for different special attacks. Um, you you like you like the the game because of the martial arts based combat. I I that is a good <laughs> mix for me. I that you, you kind of hook me a little bit with that. Um, then the only two I think I'll really fight for though is number two, Lost Odyssey for the Xbox 360. Oh, also never played that. Oh, dude, a fantastic game. Like, I think we were talking about it recently, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those games where it uh, came out for the 360. That was like four or eight discs for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. not eight, it is, but... It is, the... I've really wanted to play it. It is hard to find that game now. Uh, oh. I think it's never been re-released, right? It's never been yeah. re-released after the 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably accurate. I mean, it is. It's basically a Final Fantasy game, right? Yeah. It's like uh, Nobu Nobu Uematsu is the composer. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, 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 Sakaguchi uh, and Mistwalker. That was his first game, right? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I think um, so. And then like it's just a big ass game. Like for the Xbox 360, you have multiple discs. Like it was the only game yeah. had that you know um so i really it was it's actually a very good game um so i'd fight for that one and my number one that i feel very passionate about is the dot hack series really um, it's it's on my it's my on my list of like other games that i just it's 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 good i did enjoy it but i enjoyed it because of the enemy yes it had a very kind of like anime focus it had an anime like um side piece to it It was like it was like an anime and then the game um the gameplay i don't know if you could say it's traditional jrpg so that i might give you that one i guess but um very very interesting game it's like you know about kind of like if you ever if you've ever seen sword art online where it's like you know a virtual world and the characters you're playing are like in that virtual world like their avatars and stuff but um 
Uh, it's very cool game design. Yeah, I don't know if you consider it meta, but it's there's some part of it where it's like you're playing a character that's playing a game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a little meta. Uh, so yeah. uh, I got a game. Uh, have you guys ever heard of a little game called Pokemon Red and Blue version? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fight for that one. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. What? That's like one of the top selling <laughs> games classic. ever. Yeah, what? That's, oh, yeah. That's good classic. It's classic. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying that's cute. That's cute that you're bringing that one up. Yeah. I get, I what? Get, what is I get, it? Why is it cute? Pokemon's <laughs> huge. It's one of the biggest media it's, franchises. I think it is the biggest media franchise, like, yeah, ever. I think so, too. Yeah. I do, I, yeah. Do you have it's, a favorite? Do you have a favorite? Pokemon version. Uh, I'm old school. I have to go uh, original, like blue version. That's what I had. Mm. Okay. I do I'm, feel like I'm, I like those old ones more than the newer ones. Yeah, my, mine's yeah. Sil- mine. Mine is silver. Oh, those are great too. The the ones, yeah, gold and silver. Uh, yeah, there was something like I don't know. There was something magical about those early Pokemon games that is somehow missing from the new ones. The limited numbers of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, we got some, uh, we got some, we got some lists to make here, and uh, there's, there's, we got some... there's one that isn't on my list, but I'm surprised both of you didn't bring it up because it's you guys talked about it in previous episodes before. What was it? Oh. Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, it was Ooh, that was on my damn. list. But I oh god, how did I forget all these games? <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to make a spot. I had to make room, so I, I just left it as an honorable mention. And the main reason I moved it off was because it's, you know, it's more of a tactics game usually. Like, a, you know, so I just thought maybe it slightly didn't fit the JRPG genre. But I did I did I did think about it. There's also one that I've never played, but I've seen a lot of people mention while researching this top five. The and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Su- Su- Suikoden. Yeah, that's Suikoden. really yeah. old school. Like I, it's it's I, right. I did enjoy the game, but it's it's when it comes down to continuation of like JRPG that expands for for me personally. Like my list is games that are still being. Creative. Yeah, still relevant. Yeah, I, guess. Yeah. I I mean, just looking at like the footage of Sukaden Two made me go like, why the hell haven't I played this game? This seems right up my alley. But yeah, I'll it is. I, there's there's a martial artist, right? I think I don't yeah. know. There's Every like, JRPG has a martial like some artist. Feudal Japan <laughs> sort of a feel to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a bajillion characters, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I might I might um, play Sukaden Two. I'll, I'll bring it up when we. Start, start um, endorsing things one day. Okay, so I bumped uh, because I realized there's a bunch of games I forgot. Uh, I bumped <laughs> off. I bumped off Xenoblade Chronicles and I bumped off Persona Five in favor of Fire Emblem Three Houses and Nino Kuni, the okay. original. Wow, look at that live edit of the top five people. You're yeah, here, yeah, here, yeah. Here. So that that's. But now we we gotta come together as a group here and, and figure out what our five are. All right. Number five of all time. Okay, so mm-hmm. I would say Lost Odyssey from my list has to be on there. Okay. 
even if it's number um, five, I think it's worthy of a top the ten The only spot. one, you know, the only one I'll really, really fight for, of all games, I think the only one I'm really gonna fight for is Pokemon. I think that's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I think that's. Um, Matt, any one you particularly feel strongly about? Um, as far as JRPG goes, I think uh, also a personal personal uh, enjoyment of the series ones that have become popular or more so mainstay of like you know, most people like or enjoy. I would say it's uh, probably the Persona series. I've seen a lot more people being hyped up for the Persona series, um, especially the latest one that just you know was just like remake or yeah. Remastered. Persona Five was huge. Yeah, yeah. so. I would say Persona series. Um, I, I'm not gonna fight for anything else because all the other ones are really more of a my personal list. Well, I definitely agree with Persona. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, Matt, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna join you on on love for Nino Kuni though. I, I yeah. really really liked the original Nino Kuni. Yeah, I I will I will stand up for the original Nino Kuni Nino Kuni one uh, the White Witch. Uh, more Wrath than of the White Nino Witch, Kuni. yeah. Yeah, Wrath of the White Witch, more than Nino Kuni 2. Um, I've played both, and I do like the first one a lot better. Yeah. Well, I will ex- accept Nino Kuni and also add it to my list of games I gotta check out. It's on Switch, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. It's, okay, um, so it's a... Four. I was gonna say, just so you know what it is, it's a... Uh, it's um it's a game where uh oh god levels i forget level seven i think is the studio level collaborated five. with level five yeah. i forgot what the number is thank you <laughs> uh level five level five collaborated with studio ghibli which yeah. um uh made a lot of the um animation for the hayao miyazaki movies like movies, the cartoon yeah. movies so uh, a lot of like the themes the character the story the artwork uh, feels very much in the vein of those movies. So if you like those movies, uh, definitely check out Nino Kuni. Gotcha, and that's why yeah. the animation looks so familiar when I started yeah. looking up Nino yeah. Kuni. Yeah, yeah, love it. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so what? That's four games, right? Uh, we got, we got, we got one more. Yeah. So we've got Nino Kuni, uh, Persona series, Lost, Lost Odyssey, Odyssey, and Pokemon, and Pokemon. We got we got room for one more. Legend of Lagaya. It is Legend of Lagaya. I haven't played it, so I. I... I'll let you guys duke it (laughs) out. I haven't played Legend of Lagaya. I I don't think I feel strongly enough uh, about anything else on my list. Uh... Well, what about Tales series? You know, it's on a couple of our lists, and I think it's an iconic JRPG series. Nope. Okay. Well. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say the only one I might fight for is Earthbound, but I know neither of you have played for it, uh, played it, and uh, to be totally truthful, I haven't finished either Earthbound or Mother Three, specifically because they get so grindy near the end. So I don't know, like they're good, they're good, fun, silly, like goofy stories, and that's what I like about them. Yeah. But I don't know if they make a top five for me. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'd fight for it. But if you feel strongly about Legend of Lagaya, that can be our number five. I, I think I feel more strongly for it to be Tails. I was kind of trolling with Legend. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, which which Tails game then? 
Well, Tales of Vesperia, of course. Vesperia? Okay. Uh, My wife is a huge Tales of Vesperia fan. She got really excited when she saw me playing this, and she was like, oh, yeah, this is, is like, the one. This is the best in the series. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I would believe it. I mean, I feel very good about this game. I can't wait to finish it. I'll probably be 40 years old by the time I do, but (laughs) I'll enjoy every step of the way. All right, so to recap, our list is number five, Tales of Vesperia. Uh, number four was Nino Kuni. Number three was Pokemon. Number two was Persona 5. And number one was Lost Odyssey, right? That's a solid list right there. Is it, did I get that right? Yeah. Did I have the order correct? In my book, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, all right, so that's our if, top five. If there was one game I had to tell someone to play right now, they said, I'm in the mood to play a JRPG, but it, I don't want it to be a Square you know, a Square Enix game. What mm. should I play? Lost Odyssey, 100% would be the one I would recommend. Can you, like, mail me your discs just, for Lost Odyssey? I don't know where else to find You have to, like, eBay them just, or something. Just make that sure game's you have so the 360 find. as well. It's, yeah. it's exclusive to 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that sucks. Uh, like, why hasn't that game been re-released yet? Like, come on. We need to make a stand, start a petition, re-release Lost Odyssey remastered on Xbox One. Come on. It's baffling to me that that hasn't been re-released since the uh, initial Xbox 360 release. I know. All right, cool. Um, yeah, the only the only game I had to uh, exclude because it would be my number one no matter what, uh, but it's it's not Japanese. Uh, is Undertale? It's uh, JRPG in everything but the J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, all you need is translation for that, and then that's official JRPG, right? We translate it to Japanese, and then we just translate it back poorly, and then it's a yeah. JRPG. <laughs> there, there you go. go. That's all you need. <laughs> all, right, all right uh what do you guys have to endorse oh yeah so matt i don't know if you came with anything to endorse but this is where we talk about something that's you know happening in our lives something that we're watching or playing. yeah i've been th- yeah i thought about it i actually thought about it while showering very nice so that's it, a good good thought and i i do have a few things um matt is gonna endorse endorse dove bar soap <laughs> i was gonna say i'll endorse a nice hot shower oh uh, but before i do endorsing i i do want to mention uh, because the latest episode i i, I want to bring this up um if you don't mind me taking about two three minutes talking yeah. about this go ahead um, the last episode um the last time you all talk about final fantasy uh, i was listening to it and um one question that uh, you asked james was like why remake final fantasy 7 why not other oh yeah i didn't get i right. didn't get a good answer to that so yeah right. what do you got i think you answered it but you didn't you, you didn't put it into sentence you mentioned all the other final fantasy games that was created off of final fantasy 7 right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's final fantasy 7 world was expanded more than any other final fantasy game seven mm-hmm. has uh, oh, yeah. Vincent, you, you, the Vincent yeah. game, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the movies, Cerberus, Crisis Core, Adventure, Adventure, and like all these different things. Like it, it's expanded because people wanted to know the story. People wanted more. They're like, what is going on? And Square Enix gave us all these other things, and that's why it's expanded. And I think 
because there's so much story to it and that they have expanded into adventure and i think that's why that's the game that they remade there's no other games that they've expanded as much though i have done some research and supposedly there was talk about final fantasy 10 having a 10 3 but they didn't go far Ooh. enough into creating that world so what you're saying is we need more ff8 movies and stuff <laughs> <laughs> if you want to expand the story then yeah i'm with you matt i'm with you I god i would I want to see what an FF8 movie is just because what, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Like, how do you make a movie out of that game? Uh, I, I I recently got the synopsis of the game by watching uh, a speedrun of Final Fantasy VIII. And I go, okay, now I know what the story is all about because <laughs> this speedrun told me what the story is about. When I played it and when I tried to talk with Leo about it, I just I couldn't get an understanding of the story. <laughs> I was going to say, you were there in person, right? Did you witness that in person at Games Done Quick? Um, yeah. Um, actually, they, Final Fantasy VIII was one of the longer blocks, and they played overnight, so I saw the tail end of it. I was able to get there um, early in the morning and see that. The that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Nice. Did you, get, did you get to participate in the Eyes on Me sing-along? Oh, um... Uh, I wasn't singing, but I, w- uh, I witnessed it. <laughs> oh, it that's amazing. that's amazing. That was the best part of that speed run. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the ending was pretty crazy. Uh, but back to endorsement. I, due to all the craziness that's going on, I am endorsing learning a new skill set, um, especially Ooh. something digital or that something that you're, you're not familiar with. With all the times that some people have acquired from not having to commute uh, like myself i i had to commute to work and now i don't have to anymore work from home so i either work a bit more longer hours or i uh, have a bit more extra time on my hand i am actually planning to try to get into digital content creation by streaming a little create recording a little um and trying to get into video editing so that's the one thing for me and with that side by side to that i would say give yourself a little bit more patience than normal don't think that you can just pick it up and go all right let's learn this skill set because i have been needing to give myself a lot of uh, grace and patience oh yeah with every tw- every millionaire twitch streamer started from Installing OBS, man. <laughs> Matt, what is your uh, Twitch handle? Um, it's Xsynth, A-X-S-Y-N-T-H. Um, I am not enter- an entertainer by personality or character. Uh, so <laughs> don't expect me to be loud and... I, I'm just an introvert. I'll, I'll stick with that. I disagree. <laughs> but, okay, wait you... a minute. You sound <laughs> you, you sound like you're selling yourself short. So is this yeah. so? Are you are you saying your channel is like a more like chill, relaxed, like come hang out with me and we'll chill stream? Is that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. I I I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what what I'd like to do with it. I'm streaming while I'm recording my footage because that'll give me more content to create. And really, I want to grow my. I want to try create and do more 
um, video editing for gaming so that I can post it on my YouTube uh, maybe get this skill and in in conjunction with that I might as well just stream because I might it's great video content create, like a lot yeah, of people I, I, I might stream create, I, I might I might interact with some people if I don't I don't I'm not I'm not taking it as though it's like a bad thing if no one visits me for a year or if like, I get one or two viewers for the next year uh, I, I'm doing it mostly for other things but while I'm playing games if uh, if there's anybody who's interested and in, you know in the games that I play and we end up being starting a community I'm okay with that I'm but I'm not pushing that as though it's the thing that I am shooting for Right. So, uh, what kind of games do you play on your stream? I saw you playing a lot of League. Is yeah, that mainly what you play? I, I'm, I'm a mainstay League of Legends player, but I'm not like a great League of Legends player. I'm pretty chill. I'm like, a, I consider myself a casual rank. I top 20, 30 percent players. I'm fine with that. I actually recently just got an Elgato capture, so I am going to try to stream my Switch games. And I have just bought a HDMI converter for my PS2, so I'm hoping to be able to play PS1 and PS2 games that I have, and just go back and play some of the older games and just record them. So hope hoping nice. to open up my library. That yeah. sounds like a nice chill yeah. stream with yeah. an interesting yeah. character that I would like to sit and watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, check out check out Accent on Twitch and YouTube. Is that also your YouTube channel? Uh, I. I mean, I have one that's excellent, but I haven't had any uh, update to that um, channel yet. I don't know if that's the name that I've picked, but that's that's the that's my uh, in-game name for a lot of my in-game character, I guess, or accounts. Well, it seems like yeah, the best thing okay. to do is to you know, kind of have like continuity between your twitch yeah. and youtube right? though uh my my uh, twitter is not accent because that is actually already owned by an x synthesizer player what oh no yeah. why don't uh, you x synthesize <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, on twitter i actually is x synth gg ah gg uh, for good games podcast clearly <laughs> clearly clearly <laughs> clearly uh, all right. Well, in listening to Matt, I have a triple endorsement. Uh, so you get you get one endorsement plus a bonus too. Uh, so first of all, Matt was talking about streaming. Uh, yeah, I endorse finding a nice chill stream. Maybe Matt's. Maybe <laughs> check out Accent and just go to bed watching a chill stream. That yeah, oh, it's that so relaxing. Yeah, I've been watching. Um, I mean, he's not necessarily a chill streamer. But he's playing a chill game. I watch um, Vine Sauce Vinny uh, on Twitch. He's, I mean, he's a pretty big streamer. But he's been playing Animal Crossing at uh, in the evenings, and it's just like the most mellow, relaxing thing to fall asleep to. Mm. Um, so I endorse finding a chill stream, fall asleep to it. Follow Matt on Twitch. Uh, I am also going to endorse. Matt was talking about uh, Final Fantasy VII, and there's a remake coming out soon, and. Uh, this afternoon, I was like, oh, man, uh, I haven't seen Advent Children in a long time. I'm going to endorse, don't fucking watch Advent Children. That movie's <laughs> stupid. That movie's dumb. Say. That, that movie's, movie's really so, dumb. So silly. It's, 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 it's like, it's 90% action. Like, there's no, and what little story there is, is total fucking nonsense. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's just fan service, really. Like, yeah. 
If you yeah. if you if you're like, oh man, Cloud and Sephiroth are so badass. I just want to watch them fight for an hour and a half. Like that's what that movie is. Then I mean, it's kind of fun. That. It's kind of fun in that way. But I mean, it's fun. You know, if you want to watch Cloud be a badass and also be like weirdly sad and mopey for some reason, I never understood why he's so like emo and mopey in that movie. I, I don't really get it. Uh, yeah, that's Advent Children. Don't watch it. Uh, my my the thing I was actually gonna endorse. <laughs> Is um, a movie. Uh, instead of watching Advent Children, you should go watch a um, a comedy horror. Uh, it's called Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. Um, okay. It stars no one you've ever heard of. At well, that's not true. It stars Greg Sestero, who oh, uh, I know him. Fans fans of the room will know Greg Sestero is Mark from The Room. All right. Uh, stars Greg Sestero, and there's a couple bit parts. Um, uh, the only other person you might know is Patton Oswalt has um, a short scene. And Andrew W.K., the singer, the uh, musician. Yeah. Andrew W.K. and Patton Oswalt also have small parts in this movie. Amazing. It's, um, it's like a self-aware uh, slasher film. Uh, it's like, I mean, the basic gist of the movie is uh, a bunch of dude bros from a frat house uh go on like a camping trip i mean it's the most like boilerplate like copy paste horror premise you know and then they start getting killed one by one but uh it's very funny and weird uh greg sestero is very good in that movie in that they cast him as someone who can't act which is perfect for him (laughs) um there's just a lot of weird funny stuff in that if you're in for something just weird and Weird and funny, uh, dude. Bro, party massacre three. Okay. Well, can I can I ask if one and two are not worth watching? Uh, I will answer that by saying one and two do not exist. What? This is the only. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, by the way, the premise the premise of dude bro, uh, the sort of meta premise of dude bro party massacre three is that it was. Um, uh, the the all all the copies of of the movie were burned because it's cursed and like oh the 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 only copy that exists was aired on like Wisconsin public access television in the nineties and that's the only reason we have it now and like somebody transferred the VHS and that's the only reason we have it so like the whole movie is shot like there's scan lines as though you're watching like an old VCR and there's like uh, it's like um and it keeps intercutting between like. 90s late night commercials as though somebody like uh was like rewind stopped and rewinded a vcr i feel like uh, <laughs> i don't know did you guys ever record vcrs as kids i anyone who is like 20 point. and younger has uh, anyone who's 20 and younger has no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> but like if if you don't if you don't track the tape to the exact right moment you have like gaps in your recording anyway yeah uh, it, it'll make sense if you're 20 or older. That part of the movie will make sense to you. Uh, anyway, Dude Bro Party Massacre three. It's th- there is no one and two. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. I also uh, I'm gonna endorse a couple of things to watch since currently everyone is in quarantine from coronavirus craziness. So mm-hmm. we're all just watching a lot of Netflix all the time. Um, these two things you can find. Uh, well, no, one of them you can find on Netflix. That is a show called. Nailed it, uh, which oh. is a cooking show where <laughs> normal people who can't cook are brought in for a contest for $10,000 to try to create so I could masterful 
pieces of art like baked goods like cakes with like donald's trump's like act like face on it or something or like oh, a beautiful like lava cake cooked perfectly or like some sort of you know fancy dish or whatever right but the people who are on the show normally like a cooking contest show you, know, you have like some esteemed chef from some whatever school of culinary arts no this is your buddy bob from down the street who says he makes some pretty good brownies but they're just like out of the box in the pantry and you know they have to like show off what they made and then they compare it to like the original and it never looks even remotely close uh but somebody uh, wins and so it's called nailed it and it's a great show it. it's on netflix it's a netflix series um that and uh a movie that recently became available for rent on amazon called knives out have you guys heard of this oh i loved knives out that was a very good i have not i, I really enjoyed that movie and i was I surprised because i I, no, I didn't know anything about it and i thought mm. daniel craig was a was Daniel very Craig strangely, was amazing in that movie. I I turned I when I saw the trailer, I was like, Daniel Craig is in this. And then like by the end he, of the movie, I was like, I fucking love Daniel Craig. Oh my god, he plays like a southern. Um, uh, he's got like a southern Kentucky, Kentucky like yow, a very know, Kentucky yeah. accent. Just but he does it like perfect. He, like he did nail perfect. it. Perfect. He did nail it. Nailed. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. He is very, very he's, good in that. He's film. like a stupid Southern Sherlock Holmes. Um, but yeah, is yeah, that's really exactly ca- yeah, kind of yeah. a badass at the end. I don't know. I well, I mean, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, knives out and nailed it. Knives out, nailed it. All right. Um. Uh. uh we don't really know what our next show is going to be. It's probably going to be animal crossing resident evil yeah, final fantasy yeah, animal crossing for sure. what one of those yeah, animal crossing all right yeah. our next show is probably going to be animal crossing if you um, haven't played it stay tuned. you should definitely play it yeah oh god fourth endorsement if you want to just have something to relax with and just turn your brain off and just go into a trance and just lose hours and hours of time <laughs> uh get animal crossing <laughs> it's it's very nice to just dump time into Animal yes. Crossing. It's just a relaxing way to spend time. And make sure you add me as a buddy. You can uh, email the Good Games Podcast for my like Nintendo code or whatever, because I'll be playing a lot of Animal Crossing now that I don't have to play Tales of Vesperia as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, we're not Animal Crossing buddies. you got to come to my you know, island. I man. went to the guy to fly to another island, and he's like, you have no friends. And I was like, shit. What? <laughs> Why doesn't it show me my Nintendo friends? I don't understand. Yeah, it we should. We're Nintendo, we're Nintendo friends. I right? know, but All it right, wouldn't we'll let me fly to your island. I was sad, man. Oh, well, I have to have, like, my gates open. It's a whole thing. Oh. Just let me know, and I'll open my gates. Open up your gates for my crossing, James. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Animal Crossing is definitely a thing. Yeah. I'm going to cross right into your gates. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that's our show. Uh, big thanks to Matt Wong. Yes, uh, thanks, Matt, for coming for- on. For coming on, being a JRPG expert, uh, thanks again. Uh, I think that's our show. So, uh, for the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Leo. And I'm Matt.
We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. See ya. Peace. Oh, I, I forgot to sign off with fuck you. Ah, good. <laughs> <laughs> just, just That's going to be my thing now. Just oh, shout it and then cut it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, it in. I'll fix it. I'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. He's going to add a fuck you at the end. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs>